1: Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com.
2: And
0: with a quick turn, skipper Alex Dox slams it in.
3: There's Lindergaard making Forrest pedal. Davis looking to help it into the path of Forrest, expanding by the deflection.
0: It's Aaron Davis. He could win it. He probably has won it for Yeovil. Oh, and it's an opening goal! What a start! Madden, after just six minutes, gives Yeovil the lead!
1: Stansfield, good turn
0: away from Trott, goal!
3: Hello and welcome to the last Glover's cast of 2021. We're seeing out the new year in some fashion tonight. We've got mr ben barrett good
0: evening fine gentleman
3: elliot watts is with us
0: good evening
3: and the pharmaceutically challenged <laughs> freshly jabbed moderna mr dave Coates. how you doing are you okay Are the chills setting in yet are you the chills
2: and the uh you know the hot flushes and everything i don't know whether this is just my age or whether it is uh anything to do with um being pharmaceutically challenged which does make me sound a little bit like I'm now breaking bad but there we go <laughs> but I'm nice to see I'm relegated to fourth now see well, has uh, even uh, like uh, kick me out so well I think there
3: were, we had you know there was most of the conversation was about you and your jab so if anything you're the headliner rather than <laughs> that is, yeah, yeah
2: yeah on the grand finale <sighs> yeah, right, yeah I'll take that I'll take so that
3: you're the foo fighters of this festival wow um, <laughs> <laughs> how, how, was, that one how was everyone's Christmas? Happy Christmas, all of you. Happy Christmas to you too, Ian. You had a good one? Are you recovered from it yet? I what, didn't really, yeah, fine.
2: What good. weird stuff did you eat at Christmas, Ben? There's got to be something. Oh, yeah. Got to uh, have, like, peanut butter and turkey or something uh, like that.
0: I, hey? I hate peanut butter. Um, okay. Nothing particularly weird. And no. um, how was the ham? Good, uh, good. Uh, good. Not not overly cidery which i didn't want it to be overly cidery but it's got a it's, it's got a twang which is nice
1: so can we have that ranked against the fanta and the dr pepper hams uh
0: the uh, the best one is still the plain coca cola then the fanta then the cider then the dr pepper
2: <laughs> have you ever done anything with cherry in it
0: no but cherry coke is apparently quite good
2: yeah yeah i would heard yeah i'd imagine cherry coke to be yeah so yeah
3: isn't dr pepper a bit
0: Cherry, yeah, aniseed. Yeah, a bit more aniseedy. I think. Yeah.
1: You okay. know, you're in that weird bit between Christmas and New Year, where Ben's rocking out a ham on <laughs> with, a, with a random <laughs> fizzy drink next.
2: <laughs> I like, like that oh, you I'm... call
1: cider a fizzy drink. <laughs> Normalising alcoholism here.
3: <laughs> Elliot, did you uh, get the bins out?
1: um Completely missed the bins last week. No, we got to put them out this week and we went away. But the bin man did come and get them for us, so uh, that must it must have been flavor of the month for the bin man. It, <laughs> it was a shambles down this way. <laughs> I was watching what the old people were doing, and even they didn't know. So
3: <laughs> it's a double bank holiday, it throws you off. Normally it should be pushed back two days, but it was only one day.
1: And that was me being clever, saying on Twitter it's for no one else missed the bins and I missed the bins.
2: <laughs> like the final oh. day of Glastonbury Festival in your garden, was it? Just like litter just strewn everywhere.
1: empty <laughs> <Booty> tents. <laughs> Can cans of cider. not Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah.
3: Empty packets of ham, yeah. <laughs> should we talk about football? I want to know what uh, your Christmas in. Oh, yeah. yeah. Mine was good. I've been busy. Started decorating a room. Yeah, Swim. what's that all about? Yeah, well... Why'd that happen? It. Well, we're moving the boy into the bigger room, so I've now got to find a new home to podcast in. Um, painting it a lovely shade of green, which actually, that reminds me, uh, I've got a colour for the Chris Angelo's colour team. Because uh, the colour Freddie has chosen is called warm eucalyptus, so the poor Worn eucalyptus. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, leave that one where it is, shall we?
3: <laughs> I mean, I could probably if I, I need to go back and look through all the Valspar colour charts, and then we'll, you know, we could come back with hundreds. We'd have a squad.
2: There's <laughs> gotta be a best in there somewhere, isn't there? Yeah, probably,
3: probably. Quite best. Hmm. So, Torquay. One of us was there. How, how are you feeling about it, Elliot?
1: That's why I'm here, isn't it? Ah, <laughs> uh, was, uh eh, not not good afternoon. Actually, <laughs> wasn't a good afternoon at all. wasn't pretty on the pitch. wasn't pretty off the pitch. Um, yeah, I didn't really know where we want to start with it. Um, if I was to describe the Yeovil team that turned up and the Torquay team that turned up. Um, they obviously thumped us. it was a good win for them. Um, but if we remember that Weymouth game that we played against Weymouth, the first derby we played against them, and we we turned up, bang up for it, and Weymouth didn't look like they wanted to be there. And their manager at the end didn't realise that it was a derby. That was probably a bit of us last weekend. Um, they out-shit-housed us completely, completely for a team who does that to everyone else. For every one harsh solid tackle we put in, they put in five. They were flying in. um, And we just didn't really look like we wanted to be there. I think the run of games maybe had got to us a little bit. Um, The expectation had probably become a little bit too much, but they just wanted it so much more than us on um, that afternoon that we couldn't really compete with it. They They were just taking lumps out of us. Um, and good challenges as well. The ref didn't give us much, to be fair. I think that was quite apparent, and the pitch was it dodgy. And we had the red card, which you could say changed the game um, when we were getting into a little good spell. But it was petulant, as uh, Darren Shaw said. Um, it, was a, it was a cynical thing to do in the minute he did it. if the You knew that if the ref of line had seen it, he would go for it. So, yeah, not a pretty afternoon. Is it a derby? Do we call it a derby? Boxing Day derby? What would, do you think? If you're playing them at Christmas, you, you should be up for it, and we weren't, were we? No, no oh, I certainly think,
3: not. No. I think the part of the world we're in, we get so few derbies, really, that, you know, <laughs> Plymouth will be a derby, we can. Um, <laughs> if you get to play Plymouth. It's, so
1: <laughs> it's not a Weymouth, it's not a big game, is it? But they had a decent... Uh, decent support out for them and they were just bang up for it they were so up for it I mean I know they thumped us down there at Christmas last year and they just did the same to us again at the weekend um the, te- the 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 red card you could say changed it we didn't take our chances though um I could I could start with Yusuf for example um and I'm not sure if we'll see Yusuf start this weekend or not um I'll be interested to see where it goes but a lot of people have been sort of likening Yusuf to Ishmael Miller, Jailman Thomas has been the kind of player who walks around, doesn't do a lot for 90 minutes sometimes, but he'll get two goals from two chances. He had two clear-cut chances at the weekend and not a lot else. And both of them were fumbled pretty poorly. If you want to be likened to that kind of player, you've got to take chances. chances, um, especially if they're going to be few and far between in the game if we're that's our sole striker and we're relying on Yusuf. Um, we, need to, we need to be seeing the goals. But then I wasn't at the game before and supposedly he was unplayable. So <laughs> it's one of those, isn't that?
0: Do you think that's why why he's at this level? Because of his inconsistencies? Because what we've been told from, you know, he, he got a half-decent move to, to Blackpool at one point. Um, I know he didn't play for them, but he got that move off the back of a bit of consistency. Do you think that actually... If he was playing at his highest ability, he'd be slightly higher than the National League. It's just this distinct lack of consistency that gets him going. Because we, we said on our WhatsApp chat that if that first header goes in, in that first half, it's an entirely different game. An entirely different game. And moments like the red card and that chance are the way are the things that make those games pivot.
1: Yeah, he comes and goes in games, doesn't he, as well? And he goes missing for massive periods of games. It felt like at Torquay, if Yusuf wasn't offside, he was fouling their player. And apart from their those two chances, he, he couldn't get his foot on the ball, hold it up, be that hold-up man for anyone to run off him because he was either offside or committing fouls where he'd lost the ball. And that could be a little bit of, again, Torquay were banging up for it. Their defenders weren't giving him the time of day. But it's... <laughs> Wasn't keen on the ambling around type uh, that we're getting out of him, especially in the second half, in front of the away fans, sort of ambling from side to side on the pitch. And, and that then he has one chance to fall to him, and he heads it away from goal, <laughs> not, not straight into the back of the net. And you're right, Ben, that's the inconsistency, that he's got two, head, two heading chances there. He should be taking at least one of those, at least.
3: Maybe he's not as good at heading as he's as good at kicking. <laughs> he's had a few headed chances. Was it a Solly hole? Was that a headed chance that he? Oh missed yeah. on, the, on the stroke at halftime. I yeah, right under the bar. I have no idea how he missed that. And you know, he put the ones against Wokey and He put away. You know, was oozing with confidence. Mm. The two goals. A goal here. against
0: Eastleigh was a good
1: finish as well, wasn't it? Again, with yeah. yeah. not with his struck yeah. it on the swivel, didn't he? It was a fantastic goal. Yeah, um, Yeah. Yeah, maybe he's not good. Not good at heading the <laughs> ball. Like,
3: yeah. like Thierry Henry. Thierry Henry could never head it, could he?
1: If you play, he's not quite Thierry Henry. There. If, you're playing, <laughs> if you're playing him as a target man, you have got to be taking those chances. You, you really, really do have to be taking those chances. Yeah, it, but across the a, across the pitch, it doesn't just fall on his shoulders at the no. weekend. Across the pitch, there was um, two two out of sevens, three out of sevens maybe. A team who just lacked that. I don't know if we got a little bit scared after the first 10 or 15 where they were flying in to tackles and going in two-footed. Um, we just we just didn't know how to handle them. We really didn't. There was It only looked like from the start one team were going to win it, I felt.
0: We said on our last chat, didn't we, that that first 15 minutes would set the tone and how I thought Torquay were susceptible and that was first 15 minutes. Is it a simple case of someone somewhere at Torquay, possibly Gary Johnson has figured that out and gone, right, <laughs> we need a big f- first 15 against a side who are good at the first 15. Is it that simple? Is someone just spotted a tactic and tried to counter it?
1: Um, you wouldn't put past Gary Johnson, would you? They no. started so fast. They started so hard and they kept that throughout the game as well. And I used that phrase earlier, they completely out shit us, Completely. I've sworn twice now. I'll remember to frame any further fair- <laughs> refrain from any further swear words.
3: It's done now, it's fine. Keep going. <laughs> <laughs>
0: you you'd imagine they were coming off the back of a rocket as well from going out to Tombridge Angels in the trophy. You can't imagine they'd have, he'd have let them have an easy week off the back of a defeat like that in a tournament that if they're not going to really get involved in the playoff hunt, would probably have been a half decent chance of silverware for them. Then They're not the most
1: consistent side either, though, are they?
0: No, God, no, they're not. And that's why, in a strange way, I'm not overly concerned about, I'm sure we'll talk about this weekend's game in a little bit more detail, but I'm not massively concerned of, oh, God, it's Torquay again. Because it's a bit Jekyll and Hyde, isn't it? Torquay are good, and then they go and get dumped by Tunbridge Angels, and then they go and beat Stockport, and then they struggle to beat Barnet. And, yeah, I, they're a bit hit and miss at the minute.
1: Last year they beat us 6-0, didn't they, on Boxing Day? And
0: then
1: 6-1. 6-1 was that 6-1. <laughs> Sorry. we got one. Don't forget Albys one. And then they came to Hewish Park a week later. and We turned them over, didn't we? They're not they're not mm. the most consistent side. They're not the same team they were last season. Definitely not. Um we could we could definitely turn that around if weekend, can, without a doubt.
2: You say they are an experienced side, aren't they? Because like you said about the shit you look at our, we got five yellows and obviously two reds. Obviously, One of them was after the final whistle, but, um, and you were saying there, and it's what uh, Sheridan and Sam were saying on the commentary, there was every much, uh, you know, bit of intensity from them as there was, you know, bad tackles and all the rest of it. They were going for it and we were going for it, but we got five bookings and they got none. So that tells you that this is a team that knows what they're doing and they can be. And you look at the sending off for Low Everton, that, I think it was Lapsley, the number four. He got mentioned quite a bit on the commentary. He knew exactly what he was doing, didn't he? Because he clattered Sonny. Um, and then immediately when the ball went back to him, he's there like nudging him from behind, isn't he? Just trying to wind him up. And he got exactly what, you know, he walked straight into the trap,
1: didn't he? I don't know if it's clear on the video. He stood on Sonny Blue's foot. He stood really, on, yeah. his Achilles, on his Achilles. Mm-hmm. And that's it what seemed... those kind of teams do, don't yeah. they? They just know how to get in the head of you, yeah. what, they're, what they're playing for. And he stood... I see from the away end, he was physically stood on their Everton, but Low Everton's kicked his leg out for yeah. all to see. Right in front of their home fans, who are right behind the linesman. I don't know if the linesman can see it or not. I don't know if the linesman could see a flailing leg go behind he was quite some way away and it was the wrong side the linesman to then call the ref over and say he needs to go for him. I don't know, but you don't do that in front of their home fans, do you? So no. It's a silly mistake they'll make, but he's a <laughs> young lad, isn't he? You'll learn from
2: yeah. that and, and he did the he did exactly the same thing Dale Gorman did um against Barnet a few weeks before went down like he'd been shot through both kneecaps and then he was straight back off again and uh I noticed Josh Staunton was having a good word with him when um, when the red car was ha- handed out so maybe that one will uh, hang over till this Sunday
1: and Josh will remember him. I was a big fan of Staunton getting in his face on the floor got say <laughs> I thought you'd um, like that I was a big one big fan yeah. of that but... <laughs> Exactly. If it's your team, you're not going to complain about it, are you? Yeah. We did the same in the Barnet game the other week yeah. and the ref had a bit of stinker. Don't get me wrong, the ref didn't. I don't want to sort of put it on the ref's shoulders that for the reason that we lost um, because looking back on it, it's a just, justified red card, isn't it? Some of the yellow cards, some of the decisions that went against us maybe weren't so fair but it's, that's just football, isn't it? We, we needed to do more on the pitch. We can't just put that's oh, so
0: blame on the ref shoulders. I've got potentially, I'm not sure if this is breaking news. I don't know if this is news <laughs> or even breaking news. But I just hit refresh on the FA Discipline website. And Sonny Blue Low Everton's ban has not has been has disappeared. <gasps> da, da, da. So Ben saying. is the only person
2: with access to this web page as well. <laughs> Nobody else in Britain can get onto except Ben. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So Dan Moss is still there, a foul tackle, one match ban, Grant Smith, offensive language, law 12, S6, two match ban, and that's it.
3: What do you reckon he said? Because I've heard offensive stuff said on a football pitch a million times and you know, they never get a red card, or very rarely is there a red card. He must have said something pretty offensive to get a red well, card after the fact.
0: On a, of, on a scale of one to Matarazzi to Zidane, how bad was it? <laughs>
1: See, I've had the discussion with Cokes already in the week, and you, we haven't seen what's mm. happened whatsoever. Um, but at full time, Reuben Reid's gone over to their fans who were in the corner, and I'm sure we'll get onto the subject in a minute about what the Torquay fans were up to on uh, Sunday afternoon. But he's gone over to them to tell them to calm down. Now, Weber Smith... At the same time has gone and said something or shouted something to them i'm not aware but it seemed that the handshake still happened grant smith was in front of the away end and the ref spoke to someone and then ran the length of the pitch to red card grant smith it wasn't like it was in an exchange of words between the two that may have been perceived between people the ref has literally ran from the halfway line to grant smith and because we've been watching Ruben Reed, who was telling their fans to calm down in the corner. And I thought the ref was coming to red card Ruben Reed, who was sitting with Grant Smith. And it was a little bit confusing who'd even been red carded at the time because Reed had been over to their fans. And the refs just ran half the pitch, red carded Grant Smith, and ran back again. And Smith's, Smith was shouting back at him. But what was said, don't know wasn't obvious for anyone to see but it wasn't that it happened in an exchange sort of on the halfway line where they were shaking hands at the end or anything like that so the belief of some people when we were walking out is he'd also said something to the fans and this steward had gone and told the ref um i didn't see that because i was focused on what was happening with Ruben reed at the time so it was all a, it was all a bit of a shamble
3: <laughs> it sounds uh Mad.
1: <laughs> it was it was a mad five minutes. Their, their last goal goes in and then you've got the added time. And then Ruben Reeds obviously heard what their fans have been saying or singing in the corner, gone to tell them to shut up. So it's not like that's not been noticed either. So whether that had come at the, at the same time, whether something had been said with it, I don't know. I couldn't couldn't possibly say. It was all
3: bizarre. <laughs> yeah, I mean I think like, right, you know, when you look if you know, if you look at a game and you see that one team's had five yellow cards and two red cards and another team's not had any cards, you know, it's I'm not there's no conspiracy or anything like that, but you have to think, hang on a minute, how is this game you know, what what has happened in this game for one team to get all of you know, all of those cards and the other team to not get any and i think you know we're not allowed to talk about the rest but you have to question yeah you have to question (laughs) you know you have to question these things and when you know what you've just said about him running half the length of the pitch to red card someone when he didn't witness anything or see and he quite
1: physically did as well it was quite obvious for all to see he was, coming, he was running back over to do something. I thought it was going to be for Ruben Reed again getting over the band maybe a yellow card and yeah. to pack it in or something like that. And pulls out the red card and runs off again. <laughs> <laughs> to Make it make sense.
3: <laughs> yeah. Just to make a yeah. note
2: of his name. Scott Jackson, wasn't it? We'll note will note his name down for next time you play Refsus.
1: He's not had a he's not had a great afternoon, but neither have we so the whole emphasis can't be put on the raft. What score are you giving him out of seven? Maybe a three. A three?
2: Well,
1: that's still still that's middle right. ground, you know? That's not middle ground. Middle ground's full coach. <laughs> three and a half technically but <laughs> let's not let's not get into decimal <laughs> tonight. I'll be interested if they have rescinded that red card because I mean you've you guys have seen the video back. What do you think?
0: I think he knows what he's doing. <laughs> I think he knows he's putting his foot behind him to try and trip him up. I don't think he's trying to kick him. I think, you know, like when you kneel down behind somebody who's walking backwards. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's just trying to leave a leg there just to go, oh, sorry, mate. Didn't see you there, bud. One of them. That's what I think he's left with, which is probably a bookable offence. Unsporting behaviour. It's not a red card. Um, Scott Jackson, by the way, on referee stats has refereed two Yeovil games this season. He's awarded three red cards. The other one being for the Stockport County defender, uh Palmer. That was him, was it? There
3: you go. Yeah, I don't know. I mean it the he way They put Grant it, Smith in that one as well. <laughs> Come for afters. Um, <laughs> I don't know, I, I think when you look at what happened with Del Gorman in the Barnett game the other day, it's a similar type of situation. I think it'd be hypocritical for us to complain about it. Um, If it's rescinded, then happy days. I'm not necessarily sure it should have been. Um, I think Sonny's got a lesson to learn. You know, it smacks of Beckham in 98, doesn't it?
1: I wasn't happy with him,
3: was I? No. Are you going to appeal the appeal then, Ian?
1: Are you going to say,
2: (laughs) no, he's got to learn his lesson? Yeah,
3: tomorrow at the press conference, I'll say, Darren? Yeah,
2: send him to bed with no tea. (laughs) Yeah.
3: Yeah. Talk about we, I don't really want to go too deep into the crowd controversy, but Torquay put out a statement um, condemning and that they were going to be launching an investigation into the chance that took place. Um, all very unsavory regarding Lee Collins. Um, what was the sort of atmosphere, the reaction from, you know, Yowell supporters when they heard that type of stuff going on?
1: Ready for me to be on my whole high horse or
3: not? Yeah, I'm- yeah. So you were there. Talk tell us, tell us exactly what.
1: We didn't hear it. Okay. Did not hear it. Um, some people in the way in supposedly did hear it. There was no reaction whatsoever. Um me, everyone I was stood with didn't hear a thing. Not saying it didn't happen, it quite clearly has happened. Um there a lot of talkie fans come out and said they heard it at that end of the terrace. Um But at the same time, Yavel fans were being a pretty derogatory or a select number, and it was only the minor minority where um yeah, being pretty disgusting towards the talkie goalkeeper um and I said pretty publicly, and I remain at this point, sort of talking need to do their own thing and sort that out in their own way. And that's not getting involved in that. That's Torquay's fans. And I'm really pleased they've come out and sort of approached the subject head on and said, that's not acceptable here. Um, We need to get our own house in order because this isn't the first time this season that this happened with our fans. Um, Some of the comments that I heard made me pretty angry in the way end on Sunday afternoon. Um, and words were exchanged, and people were told you know, in certain terms that it's not acceptable, and those people who are making those uh, remarks to goalkeepers on a weekly basis need to have a long hard think about whether football's placed them, because some of the stuff that was coming out of their mouths on Sunday afternoon um, <laughs> was just awful it was some of the worst i've heard from the oval fans um and let's slide down because then only two or three um and we've got a really good fan base at the moment we we travel well we're one of the well sport teams in the league look at when we were on telly the other week at Hughes park and the noise that was made why do they need to go and do that sort of i'm not even going to repeat some of the remarks that were made you can go on my twitter and see the remarks that were made um or a couple of them at least bang out water um i hope talkie did tell us that their names would be passed on to the club or pictures of them would be passed on to the club and it had been noted what had been going on in the away end um i just as i say i just think if you're going to go to a football game and make personal remarks to a player on the pitch when we're a club who we know how that feels like if another team saying that about Lee Collins, and we're all sort of want to be against that, why is it acceptable for us to do it to another team? And it's absolutely not, and it needs to stop.
3: Yeah,
0: yeah, mm, can add a lot more to that, really. Must do better. Everyone must do better.
1: We must. And I don't want to be on my high horse about Yebo and Yebo fans and be like, it's got to stop. But it absolutely has got to stop because we can't be the pot calling the kettle black if our own fans are up to it as well. If that keeper's heard those remarks being made by our fans at the weekend, then they're well entitled to go and report us to the FA as much as we are them.
2: I think Darren sal spoke about it after that Yate game, didn't he, where there was that report of uh, something said to Ari Yusuf about Uh, you know people just feel like it's right to that they can get away with saying anything we all know we're all on social media you, you see it all and I know Ian asked us not to get on our high horses but yeah, John put it but I don't think th- this ain't a Town problem is it, it ain't a Torquay problem it isn't even a football problem it's so- a society problem isn't it that you no know, you don't even know where the line is anymore there used to be things and this makes me sound like I'm a million years old I know but there used to be a time where you know there was a line that you know you can't say that kind of you, you can't say it. that you just doesn't seem well collectively we just don't seem to know where that line is anymore do we and it's easy to you know demonize football fans and say oh yeah they're the ones who are doing it they're the ones but there's plenty of people i mean bloody hell we've got a prime minister haven't we who uh says racist things and sexist things and homophobic things and and i'm not saying that talkie united fans know boris johnson is and that's why they do it but you, you get the same thing on on social media don't you where somebody makes a, a comment and then they got all followers and likes and all of that and it's like rewarding people for saying things and doing things so yeah not to get too big picture about it all on a, uh, <laughs> on a friday morning or whenever you're listening to this but um, um th- but there needs to be i think the thing is there needs to be a strong voice doesn't there amongst you know, football, and, and like I say, you you've got to give credit to Torquay for you know their fans apparently responded to whatever it was was said. The club has responded to whatever is said, and like you say, there. What's the the um, if yoga fans are saying things to other yoga fans, then that's the kind of thing that we've got to do, isn't it? That, that people yeah. have got to feel that they 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 you know they've got the backing to do that because it's you know against some people, you know I'm. Um, difficult to believe looking at the size of me but I'm not a fighter so uh if I uh, if I went steaming in there and saying uh you know saying you know stop saying that what's to say someone's not going to like smack me in the mouth or something like you know you've got to feel like you've you you are entitled not entitled that you've you've got the backing to be able to go in there and do that and something's actually going to happen yeah there, so and I'm got to please and ourselves.
1: I'm really pleased and proud of the people who did point it out at the weekend because it needs someone to take the first step to say actually no that's not acceptable. Why do you even think that's funny? For other people to actually realize, yeah, maybe I shouldn't be joining in with that. Maybe I shouldn't be going on with that. Or maybe next time I hear it, I'll call it out as well. Um, And if we can just think about our own behavior as Shavel fans, look, I'm not saying don't go to games, sing, make noise, like I'd be that, I'd be an absolute hypocrite. Um, if I sit here and say anything like that. But the derogatory marks need to stop. I mean, keepers aren't... Well, I'm not even going to say the word, but I think we all know what people have been saying about goalkeepers on a weekly basis. Um, And it did stop for a while after it was called out quite publicly. And you would have seen it was called out quite publicly again at the weekend, but in the sand as well. Um, And that's the first step towards making a bit of a difference and making these people think twice about if they're going to do it in future.
2: We said we weren't going to get on (laughs) a high horse. We move on from that
1: part (laughs) of the afternoon. As I said, it was an awful afternoon on and off the pitch.
3: Should we talk about the uh, return fixture then? We
1: (laughs) We look forward to another awful (laughs) afternoon.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Well, no, I mean, these talky doubleheaders, obviously we missed out on Weymouth, which was disappointing. I was quite... Excited for that one. Um be interesting to hear what the manager thought about having the game off and whether he was pleased with a extra day or so training to keep him out of the um spotlight. But <clears throat> what do we think? It it's the double with talkie is always it's a bit of a interesting Christmas now. Like last year we had the terrible result and then we turned it round the year before we did him over twice. Um, what do we, we think is going to happen at the weekend, and who's going to go in goal?
2: <laughs> what, see what are you doing on Sunday? You got any gloves? <laughs> uh, I am n- no taller than five foot seven. <laughs> yeah. Well, the public have spoken anyway, haven't they? 73% of our listeners, <laughs> the 73% public. of the 100 of the and something odd people, over 100 people, we voted, wow. say Max Evans is going in goal, or should go in goal. Ben Ben voted, you with Team Max, weren't you?
0: Yeah, I'm Team Max. I mean, it's if he's good enough for the Woking game, he's good enough for Torquay. And I think he's probably going to go and go for Bournemouth as well. And, and do you know what? Good luck to him. Go for it. My, my only concern actually isn't with Max himself, it's what's on the bench. Because you wouldn't want a feisty first 15 minutes, a Danny Wright going through and goal, and you don't want an inexperienced head thinking this is my chance to really make a, a stamp on a game and to clean out a striker through on goal and go, oh, actually, now we haven't got any goalkeepers. Uh, and similarly with Bournemouth, it you know, take Danny Wright out and change him for Dominic Solanke. And this is my moment on the telly to to make an impression at a big stage and take my chance. A little rupture of blood to the head. So I hope, um, hope Craig White's chatting to him and, and making sure his head's screwed on because he's going to need to be screwed on. Um, big, big couple of games for him and he would have been prepared for this. He would have known that. Um, in fact, I believe Darren Sall said that a number of weeks ago we'll need him in the league at some point because Grant Smith kept picking up yellow cards. So I think he's already said in, in in that little comment there that he's ready for he's ready to give him a chance. He's had a couple of games. I know we're talking Somerset Premier Cup and Woking as well, but even that Woking game, huge park, people behind him, fans cheering him as he puts his towel in his goal mouth and things like that. So. He'll have had that little tiny bit of experience that might have just bedded him in for a game like this. It's a huge game, it's a huge game, and he's going to need his defense to be rock solid in front of him. But we've been fairly rock solid with the exception of Boxing Day this season. So for me, Max Evans, your time's come. Best of luck. Go well, son.
3: There you go. Do. There know it is. To start
0: applauding,
3: there. No, well, <laughs> Patsy, you were on the other side of the coin. Certainly, wow. you wrote that you were on the other side of the coin. You didn't have two separate columns written, did you, for each result? No,
2: no, I didn't. No, no, I, I hadn't predicted that Grant Smith was going to get sent off for something we're not even sure what it is now. No, no. But uh, I, I think uh, I probably um, uh, made made an opinion, but uh, for uh, for the benefit of the content, perhaps. <laughs> <laughs> because we could have both be have two columns saying the same thing but there I, I do think there are some valid points that I made there about the um the sort of impact that you know a drubbing could have on Max Evans and uh and some people said well Torquay and uh you know the, the cup game are both free hits because uh or whatever I'm not sure Darren Saul does free hits, does he? I think he's uh, one of these people who wants to win absolutely everything that he can. So, I mean, my concern would be that if we did get another 6-1, um, you know, we did get Danny Wright go steaming into Max Evans in the first minute or whatever, and then he gets a bit wobbly, lets in a few... As you say, if you have, the yeah, Dominic Solanke playing against us, then that's a that's a strong side that uh, Bournemouth are putting out yeah, on the TV. You can see, and I, I don't think um, there's nothing that makes me think that Max Evans isn't capable of doing it. Um, and the other thing I'd say about bringing in loan keepers, I don't know what loan keepers there are out there. I mean, I'm sure there are some number twos or number threes out there that are kicking their gloves. Or kick it? They don't. Do they kick their heels, goalkeepers? Yeah, maybe banging their gloves together or something, thinking about, uh, uh, yeah, what what they could be doing in the second in second half season. But is anyone going to come for two games? I don't know. I think there's reasons why you'd want to protect Max Evans, but equally, you know, could be his moment, can it? He could uh, he could swim just as much as he could sink. Yeah, I uh, think. No, nothing I've seen of him makes me think he's going to sink.
3: But... I think sometimes when you've you know when you've got a backup keeper who hasn't played a lot, or you've got you know a keeper that doesn't look physically imposing, or perhaps you know isn't you know ready. Whereas before we've had keepers that don't look ready. Max Evans physically, like size wise, he looks you know he looks like he could be a first choice keeper. This isn't like you know an, an under eighteen. Rezzi just warming the bench for the sake of it or isn't, you know, is part of the group, just to kick the ball at your first choice. I think he's got something about him, which, you know, I don't think we should not feel confident with him in goal, but I do think Sunday is sort of a, might be a bit of a benchmark test to see where he is. And then maybe that will help us make a decision, perhaps. I don't know. Like you said, if we do get spanked and there's a few, ricks in there that aren't particularly good, then maybe we do need to be on the phone to someone to see if they can send us a keeper for 30 days.
1: I'm pleased our goalkeeper looks like a goalkeeper, first of all, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's yeah. an ideal starting point. Um, <laughs> I think rather than turning headset, at max, um, defence needs to stand up and be counted, do not they? We've got one of the best defences in the league, so we think um, with Wilco in there, we've been solid, absolutely solid. We had a slip at the weekend, but a slip can be a slip. Um, they're going to need to stand up, and if they've got Max behind them, they're going to need to... They've all played their debut; They will know what it's like starting a league game for the first time. It's a little bit harder when you're in goal and the pressure's on, um, but actually, they need to Rather than him guide them through the game, they need to guide him through the game, Um, and be solid in front of him. And if if he's solid, we've had games where Smith's done absolutely nothing this season. Yeah, we've had games where he's not needed to pull off a worldly save. He's not even featured at times. Like he's just he's a fantastic keeper. But where we've got a fantastic defence and an excellent holder midfielder, he's not really needed to do anything some games so this is a chance to really really pull themselves back together and uh i think we might see well we're gonna have to see a couple of changes aren't we first and foremost um what's everyone thinking about those changes i've got mine in mind
3: <laughs> we're gonna miss Dan moss aren't we big time i mean i think alex bradley goes in there
0: is that is that as set in stone as people think? He didn't even make the squad
3: against okay, Tottenham Boxing Day. Eh?
0: Wasn't even Wasn't even on the bench. What? What? of so what happened with Alex Bradley? Well, that's, that's what I mean. Like he's not done anything wrong, right? No. Is he, is he just? Right. Is he just dispensable from the bench? I thought he had the attributes of being able to play in three or four different positions. So it was handy to have on the bench. We've seen him at left wing. We've seen him in midfield. We've seen him at the back. We've seen him come on for two minutes and get a booking out of nowhere, just to, just to waste time. We've seen him do that, but we've seen him start against Woking and did okay. Um, but not on the bench at all. Two left backs on the bench, but no Alex Bradley. Be interesting to see, Hopefully. Hopefully there's someone uh, at the gaffer's presser tomorrow that can ask him about Alex Bradley and whether or not this is his chance to shine. Hint, hint, mm. nudge, nudge, <laughs> slap in the face, Ian Perkins.
1: <laughs> that changes my thought process because might, might
0: we see Morgan Williams move
1: across to that side?
0: Well, again, Morgan Williams, great point. He's, he kept two left backs out the squad. Mm. You know, do you have to make that change or do you play one of Barnett or Headley at right back?
1: I'm, I'm not sold on Morgan Williams at left-back still.
0: I think it worked for the times that it worked, but mm. yeah. did it get did it get found out a bit against Torquay? I mean, you were um, there. Did it get found out a bit?
1: I felt like it'd been found out. as It was crying out for Barnett to come on at half-time, I thought. Um, I thought Barnett and Knowles would sort of feature really early into the second half. Um, we didn't see either of them. Obviously, I run Jordan Barnett's fan club, as you know, so I was crying out for him. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I did I thought we'd see him both feature quite early. Um again, Knowles sort of I found that interesting that he's he wasn't back on the side at the weekend as well. Um he had the concussion, of course, and and he had a game out and then he was back he was back 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 on the bench pretty soon, wasn't he? Couldn't find his way back into the team there at the weekend, which I thought was interesting.
3: I think it, with Sonny out or he may not be out. We don't know. (laughs) Um, I think there's probably, you know, room for Knowles to come back in and reclaim his place. Based on what you said about Addy on Sunday, do you think there's, you know, more of a a preference to play the best back-to-goal striker in English football, or would you stick with Addy for this one? The best batch goes striker.
1: Just working
2: I, that into a hashtag. now.
1: <laughs> I I was thinking earlier we could see if we could see up to five changes at the weekend. Um, now we're saying that Alex Bradley wasn't on bench, which I'd forgotten about. I'm not sure if we will. Um, I was thinking Evans for Smith, uh Bradley for Moss, Barnett for Williams, Knowles for low Everton, and Reed for Usher. Um, not that I'm. Reed's biggest fan, but Sal is a fan of him, isn't he? So I think we could likely see him. I, I'd love to see Knowles run off him at least.
0: I think regardless of whether or not Sonny is available, I think Knowles comes in. Knowles and Wakefield go back to what was so good um, for that short period of time. They set each other up for goals against Woking Working. in the league. Yes. Oh, yeah, I was there. Um <laughs> so yeah I think um, I think those two definitely come together I I, I do think Alex Bradley comes in, uh, he's the most natural unless somehow Mark Little is ready in which case I'd, I'd even question that he should be starting I think he'll have to be bedded back in the same way Reed is going to be bedded back in but Bradley's the only natural one unless, unless he goes for a complete change and we tactically change and go three at the back and play wing backs and, and you, Williams, love, you love calling for a three at the back. I, I don't love calling <laughs> for a three at the back. This is fine. I'm quite happy with a 4-3-3. Three, three. <laughs> but I'm saying for the players at our availability, does the three at the back, Williams becoming the third central defender, not suit a bit more?
3: I mean, we, we did. We, we then barn it one side. Who's <laughs> yeah, your wing back? We, we talked about this for Wrexham, didn't we? Uh, then yeah. the team the teams came in and you thought we thought it was three at the back and then we started and Morgan Williams was left back. So (laughs) that worked out well, though. That worked out well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I don't. I don't think we have wing backs without without Bradley. If we don't have that, if we don't have Bradley at right back, we don't have a wing back. Yeah, true. He's the only one that makes any sense at that right side, doesn't he? Because we don't want Worthy there again, do we? No. Well, no. No, you don't.
1: (laughs) And, And do you want to make five changes in the team? That's being pretty consistent I don't know because right. you, you're putting some massive games in there I mean we've got we know the keeper has got a huge game ahead of him um, if Barnett comes back in he's been kept out the side that's a massive game Noles need would need to stake a claim to reclaim his place I don't know if it it could be a good thing but it it can sort of fire back we saw that with some of the times that um, Johnson used to tinker the team too much and it would sort of backfire a little bit Um I'm not sh- I'm not sure you'd want to make five changes, but we could see.
3: Bye. Just just talking about this feels like I wish we'd played Weymouth. Just to get <laughs> get it over <laughs> get that <laughs> game over and done with, and then, you know, you don't have to think about it. But I think it feels bigger because we've just lost a Torquay and now we're going to play him again without a game in between. It's a bit like like second leg revenge. Champions Can anyone League, remember
1: last year how different the teams were on Boxing Day to New Year? Can anyone remember?
0: stand down? I'll find out.
1: I <laughs> knew <laughs> Barrett would.
0: I haven't doesn't... had Flash Scores open. Okay, on there wasn't Boxing much Day. Was
3: there?
0: On Boxing Day, and I'm going to have to go alphabetical because Flash Scores doesn't care about the uh, National League enough to put them in positional order. Uh, Smith, Dagnall, Dickinson, Hunt, Leadbitter, there's a name. Uh, Lee, Osho, Quigley, Skendy, Sanupe, And Warburton with Diaz, Duffus, Knowles, Palmer. Palmer?
3: Harry Harry Palmer, wasn't it? The goalkeeper.
0: Goalkeeper, Goalkeeper, yeah, on the bench. And Worthington on the bench. That was the 6-1 loss. And then the absolute scenes of the 90th minute winner in the second tie. (laughs) How'd that go again? Uh, Absolute scenes. Scenes with a Z. Uh, Neufeld
3: 87, and Wilkinson. Oh, was that Neufeld? Nice no. debut. Might have been. Matt, no, he Matt came on. Hunt debuted against yeah. At Torquay, didn't he?
0: Right, yeah. So it was Smith. Bradley came in, having not been in the squad on Boxing Day.
1: <laughs> uh
0: Diath started. Uh Dickinson started. Duffer started. Those two came off the bench. Hunt obviously was still in. Charlie Lee was still in. Josh Neufeld started having not been in the squad. Skendy started, Wilkinson started, and Worthington came in. So the bench saw Dagnall, Sanupe, <laughs> and Warburton all drop out for Diath, Duffus, and Worthington. Who did Bradley come in for? Ledbitter. Ledbitter, who wasn't even in the squad because he was a tosh.
1: Are we saying that was five changes? <laughs>
3: Do,
1: do, 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 do. <laughs> sounded very much like I changed
0: and a Smith in goal oh
2: gosh we did we did have a game in between that game didn't we
3: did we yeah. have older
2: shot on yes. the Monday
3: yeah
2: where I think noisefield might have come back in for that game didn't he because I'm sure he came he came on as substitute against someone like right I can't remember where it was but Yeah, me and and then yeah, we beat we beat old shot 3-0, I think, in that midweek. Um, the one in between Christmas and New Year,
3: yeah. Does anyone else really miss Courtney Duffus when they hear Courtney Duffus get read out Mm. on a team sheet? (laughs) Mm. He's he's a type of striker we miss so dearly. Yeah, he
1: wasn't the best back to goal striker
3: in there. no, he was very good front to goal. Yeah, he could, he could,
1: he was very promising, wasn't he?
0: So we could do something.
3: Should we take some questions? Is there anything yeah. else we want to?
0: Forgot Quigley got sent off in that old shot game. Yeah. In right. Between 90th minute, got sent off for a second bookable offence. <laughs>
2: so it wasn't after the final whistle for saying something undisclosed well, to somebody.
0: You was know was it? What? I'm just looking yeah, at it. It was pretty much after the final whistle. <laughs> was it? Yeah. There you go. Wasn't the same referee, was he? Oh, that would be freaky, wouldn't it? i'm gonna check <laughs> right. Right.
1: It's, quickly back goes in. it's quickly back training
0: somebody back might training, have, yeah. somebody might have to ask tomorrow <clears throat> could we see quickly at least feature on the bench well uh, uh, what, who, who's the bench then if we go with your if we go with your 11 who's the bench
3: well there's no keeper
0: well is there or do we stick an under 18 on
3: there i don't think i just don't think there's a keeper
0: I mean we're not sure if we should stick
1: with we're questioning if we should get a loan or stick with the subkeeper yeah. because of playing in the league now we're saying we could do an under 18 keeper on the bench as well <laughs> could we do a loan keeper to just sit on the bench I don't know
3: <laughs> no I don't think well we got we we could have a bit of depth couldn't we if you've got enough players
1: to bring five changes in, there's a bit there's at least a bit of that.
0: So if if we go with if we go with your team there, Elliot, your bench is Morgan Williams, Morgan Williams, <laughs> James, Morgan Williams, <laughs> Toby Stevens, and Ollie Haste. Is it not? Have I missed anyone? Well, yeah, so so the other Youssef. one of Youssef, the other one of Yusuf and Reed. Morgan Williams, Stevens, Haste, under-18s keeper. Have I missed Potentially anyone? Potentially Low Everton if he's not banned. Potentially low Everton if he's not
3: banned. Potentially Quigley. Potentially Quigley. Potentially Mark Little. Potentially Mark Little.
2: Potentially oh, looking Hedley. like a good prospect, isn't
3: he?
0: Headley. Yeah, Jamie Headley, yeah. Headley. Yeah. No, one's, no one's asked about him. I don't know. I've known idea. Really like, what, what, what is a Jamie Headley? He
1: was on the bench at the weekend, wasn't he?
0: Yeah, but he started the first game in the trophy. Looked alright, yeah. set up and um, set up a, a goal. Played alright, but then dropped out altogether. And you're thinking, Okay. I'd like to know a little bit more about him, because clearly he's got a bit about him.
3: I don't know, we do this with loans, don't we?
0: Yeah. <laughs> we don't really yeah, we come in, we don't talk to them, we don't ask anything about them, and then they disappear and you go, Oh yeah. Here's the thing.
3: <laughs> right. I've got the questions loaded. <laughs> go for it. Uh Chris Angelo of Green and White Goals. We have been lucky to have had a lot of success in recent years. Not that recent. Which That's gonna say how <laughs> recently talking here. Which season has given you the best memories? FA Trophy in O two, Conference in O three, League Two in two thousand and five, or the playoff runs of O seven and thirteen. Dave, you go first, mate.
2: I' gonna to have to go for the oldest one aren't i of the of uh, the
3: three, but they're probably
2: the second half of the season we got promoted out of the conference, so i don't think I think I'm right then, I don't think we lost the league game in the second half of that oh two oh three season
3: no, our but last loss was on boxing day
2: was it there you go yeah. yeah. But we lost, to... <laughs> we lost to. We lost. We lost a Bursko in the FA Trophy, if I remember rightly. So, yeah. um, which was the only game we lost. So, so yeah, I'd have to probably say that one, and just because that team was so amazing for the level that they were playing at as well.
3: Yeah, I'm. I I'm with you on that. I think that watching that team as uh, eleven, twelve year old was like unreal all right yeah so yeah okay fine (laughs) it was um well imagine how much fun it would be now yeah Back then it was it was unbelievable and it you know it really did feel like they were our like premier league team they were so like embedded in the community and you'd see them around the town and they'd come into the schools and all this sort of you know stuff that little things that go a long way it was just really it was a a special time but I'm sure people had that for the others as well when we were doing well. I sort of think I I see the conference in 03 and League 2 in 05 almost as like the same because, you know, it was still a lot of that team. It was just an improved, you know, those players all came with us and they all improved and they got better with us. And it sort of just felt like the natural progression of the team rather than separate moments for me. We had another great run in that
2: 05, 04, around Christmas as well, I think. I remember Swansea. We beat Swansea on New Year's Day at Swansea, which was, um, yeah,
0: we had a, a great run around that time. That was, that, 2000, So I've, I've spoken a few times about how the final of 2002 was kind of a, a game that cemented me as a Yeovil fan. I'd been before, I'd been a few times, I'd understood, but that kind of, That was it. That was the point. And so 2003 was almost a bit quick for me to truly appreciate. As ridiculous as that sounds and I look back now and think, Jesus, we were good. That side side was fine for League 1 and it was a conference team. And so I almost don't feel like I appreciated it enough at the time. 2007 for me, just the playoffs were the memory. We were good throughout the rest of it, but I can't really recall more than four or five games throughout the entire season. Looking back at it now, for some reason, I can really remember us beating Gillingham on the final day with half a squad. Danny Webb scored of all people, because we, <laughs> I went there and we played literally half a squad. Craig Orcock made his debut. I remember that, but going back before that, I can't pinpoint the big games during that thing. It but just
1: felt
0: like we were in the playoffs, didn't it? Yeah, just, it was just fine. <laughs> yeah. I see. I seem to remember with 2013. Maybe it's because I was a bit older and I was experiencing it. It happened in front of me, and appreciating what was happening, I felt it a lot earlier. I felt it from. Well, I've said this before. I felt it from that Scunthorpe uh, four nil with ugu bagging a couple. That I was like, hang on, this is something. These are these are these are a team that we need to hang on to here. So. For me, it's 13. For the whole package. Which might surprise a few people.
1: I'm going to say the same. Second half of 13. or Yeah. Just after the Christmas. Yeah. um, That that run was ridiculous. Just unbelievable. Going everywhere. And I'm fancying chances. And I felt a bit like that recently of this season as well. turning up places and thinking, we're going to beat these. We're going to do these. They're a playoff side, but that's all right. We're going to beat these. And I've not felt that since that season. Mm. I... Yeah, I was, I, I'm the same as you, Ben, I think I appreciated it more because I was that little bit older. Yeah, it's just time of our lives. One of that sort of six months, just going everywhere and just pumping team after team after team. Yeah, And and you just knew that we were going to win the playoffs. Just knew
0: it. Yeah, it was strange, wasn't it? We play, I remember playing Swindon on TV about three weeks before the playoffs. And we were kind of, we were in the playoffs. They were just outside the playoffs and it was quite a big game. Sky had obviously turned up. And we got battered. We got absolutely battered. And I remember thinking, oh, that might be massive. And then about three days later, we pumped some other poor schmuck. And actually, now we're fine. We're absolutely fine. And it didn't matter who we got in the final. It didn't matter that it was Brentford. Brentford, whisper it quietly, Brentford were a better team than us. And they were a better team than us on the day. But yet it really didn't matter because they we were going up and that, no one could really stop us.
1: And I say it time and time again losing that first game against Sheffield United you knew that we were going to turn them over when they came back to oh, part, you just knew it 100%. Just,
0: everyone walking out of Bramall Lane. That's fine. We'll score at home. Don't worry about it. We'll score. It's fine. It yeah. was just it wasn't even a, it wasn't even a consideration, was it? And even the even the even the sort of off-field stuff like it wasn't a question. We were going to Bury dressed up as frigging leprechauns. <laughs> How do we get a leprechaun suit? And how do I get it delivered tomorrow? Of course we do. (laughs) It was the fact that Dan Byrne got himself tactically yellow carded to miss a game that he didn't want, so that he could afford to miss a game that didn't matter, so he could be available for the playoffs. It was those little bits. We were switched on early doors to the prospect of the fact that we were getting promoted and no one could do anything about it.
3: There we go. Good question. Mm, Very good. We went off on that one, didn't we? Um, Dan Johnson, you can only sign one permanent. Sunny Blue or Moss? Which one and why? Dan Moss.
0: Why? He's ready now. <laughs> Sunny Blue, Low needs a couple more years before he's ready. At like consistently, we've seen so many little flashes of him. The way he set up the goal for the FA Cup, the way he had just shows little flashes every now and again. Dan Moss does it for ninety minutes, time after time. If we had half a sniff at Dan Moss and we didn't take it, I'd be absolutely fuming.
2: Yeah, wouldn't disagree. We've got more, more players that could fill in for Sonny Blue as well, whereas I don't think we have that, although Alex Bradley, we just mentioned, Mark Little, obviously see how his injury comes back on, but you, even with a fully fit Mark Little and a fully fit Alex Bradley, I'd pick Dan Moss over them, I think. Whereas Sonny, you'd say where well, you've got you know Wakefield and Knowles that can come in in that kind of a position.
1: Boss feels like a big game player as well, doesn't he? Feels like we ain't put a foot wrong on a big game, like when we were on the telly the other week. That was yeah. that was one of the best performances. I've seen it a huge part for years. He's got all the hallmarks of Ailen when he was first. Yeah. I, I actually I think he's probably level ahead of Alien when we first had him.
0: Absolutely. I, really spot on. I thought I thought that at Wrexham a little bit. How mature he was. That Wrexham performance was as good a defensive single. Person performances I've seen, I don't know how, however many years to be Mm -hmm. that vilified and for everyone to hate him and for everyone to want him sent off and for every Wrexham player to boot him back into England. I thought he was outstanding.
2: And I just say I didn't hate him.
0: I was was all right with him. There there was there was 103 and two others in the press box that didn't hate him.
2: All 105 of us. Yeah,
0: yeah, we thought he was great. There was about 8,000 people who were baying for his blood. and um, We've
1: yeah. just been talking about that League One season there, and he's exactly like Aylen was that season.
0: Yeah, yeah, he's he's different gravy. And if Millwall, if Millwall don't see it and they want to get rid, we'll have him. Extend that loan. Oh, yeah. Extend them all, by the way. And I chucked Jack Robinson in there as well, because he was outstanding at solihull Hole. Outstanding. When both teams were added ten men and we were really under the cosh, he was outstanding. I want all three of them for longer, for the rest of the season
3: no arguments here uh, here is Hugh of our sequence of loan keepers we had during the EFL years which struck you as a the best when with us and b has in your opinion gone on to be the best in their subsequent careers jeez we had some villains didn't we
2: Best was with, when he was with us, Steven Anderson. Although he was probably the one who who yeah. went on to fail in his career after that because he never really did anything. Um, and the one who's gone on, you probably couldn't look past Begovic, could you? Although McCarthy, uh, they both. Uh, I'd imagine Begovic probably played more games at. League Begovic. games.
0: Begovic is the only former ever player to win the Premier League.
2: Well, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. So I'd say Steven. Stephen Henderson was he beat Huntingdon to like, all the trophy, all the yeah, awards, he did. didn't he? That season. He so,
1: was quality, wasn't yeah, he? Stephen Henderson was great. Absolute quality. You thought he'd go on and play Premier League for ten years, didn't
0: yeah, you?
2: But yeah. But he didn't do anything, didn't he? Did he go Portsmouth? He was at Bristol City. He was from Bristol City, wasn't he?
0: Is he is he Charlton's second choice, third choice keeper now? I hey, think
2: he's still playing somewhere.
0: What's he? he up to on Sunday? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There we go. Good
2: point.
1: Um, what about, <laughs> what about um, Hennessy for going on quite quite well? Can't yeah. leave him out the mix. It's I'm tricky me. with
3: Hennessy because he was already good.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah but he was Hennessy. Wales' number one goalkeeper when it But he started, we loaned especially. him up. Yeah, yeah I know. Up. Yeah, I know. He was the third choice keeper in League One. Yeah. That was just ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> um, Henderson, God, I forgot how good Henderson was. That Sheffield yeah. Wednesday 2 2. Yeah, he must have had about eight arms and legs.
1: And um, were you at the Stevenage game where Aylin played his first? That Ailin and Henderson might have both played their first games that day, and Aylin handled it on the line, and Henderson saved the penalty.
0: I think me and you travelled down, Dave. i
2: was gonna say we've been we went. We held Stevenage out for nil nil, didn't we?
0: Uh, yeah, I think me and you travelled down, Dave. I think we did. I remember yeah. going
2: to Stevens a couple of times. We were driving to Stevens with you a couple of times.
0: One Could time it was one nil and were horrendous. And we said about two words on the way back. Yeah, <laughs> or was I think Bonds and
1: what- Gala was playing that day, if I Oof. remember right. I think that might have been Stetch saved that penalty there. I think it might have been Stetch in an Aylward's first game.
0: Was that was Steck on? Was that Stech's first yeah. loan game before he became yeah. ours properly? Could've it might have been. been. I do seem to remember something similar. Uh, I mean, he if he's got to enter the conversation, hasn't he? He was a loan keeper in the EFL days, Marek. Shek, how outstanding was he? Um,
3: yeah, but do you think he peaked with us? He probably did. Yeah, I mean, he. I mean, to be fair, he left us for the Champions League. I mean, yeah. Let's not let's not be like around. He came back pretty quick, didn't he? And it he hasn't did. really done it. You know, he hasn't. What's really, he doing on Sunday? Yeah, there we go. There's another one. <laughs>
2: we so many goalkeepers for Sunday night. Then what are we going to do with them all?
0: No. Good job. We've got loads of room on the bench, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I um, expect
1: Craig McCann to be able to answer that question of if it was Hen- Henderson or Stetch, But I'm sure, sure it was probably Stetch saved the I? penalty.
0: I mean, they were, I, they were both outstanding. They really, really were. I, yeah, Stephen Henderson will go down as one of the most underrated goalkeepers of our time. Wow. We've... Of football in football <laughs> of our of our time of, oh, the, the Oval. of the Oval. yeah, without <laughs> question. Yeah. <laughs> because of the quality that we had in and around it. I mean, yeah, geez. We had, we, we had a couple of stinkers. Remember Richard Martin getting lobbed from about 40 yards at Oxford in the FA Cup? Josh um, Wagoner. Hey. <laughs> I won't have a word <laughs> said about the
2: nicest man.
0: Careful. <laughs> um, Canadian football. i tell you who was good, but never really got much of a shout-out. Ollie I Johnson. Ra- I, apart from Ollie Johnson, I always rated John Sullivan. Johnson. yeah he's i he's can a, agree with that he's a big money las vegas um realtor now there you go fun fact ben, for you.
1: ben was waiting so badly to shoot <laughs> on that one in there wasn't he? Yeah,
0: I, <laughs> uh, he was a good keeper though he was a very good keeper
3: That's scott flinders <gasps> scott flinders
0: <laughs> always played so well against us not so much for us uh, yeah, who is, he he was for in
3: Hartlepool
1: goal like a million times.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was always outrageously good against us. Same with Scott Loach. <laughs> Scott Loach always plays well against us. Came who to was, us for about three weeks and then was shocking.
3: Who was in goal for United? The first United game. Jed Steer. Jed Steer. He the was goalkeeper. good, and he went on to. He's at Villa now, isn't he? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah,
1: there's been some good keepers. I yeah. think be good. Enough, yeah. we spent enough.
3: We spent a lot of time talking about goalkeepers here. Yeah. <laughs>
1: We have been graced with good keepers and great fullbacks.
3: Yeah, we've been graced with not buying. Don't get a...
2: Elliot talking about fullbacks. We've, we've we'll been graced...
3: We've been graced with not buying very many good first choice goalkeepers, so we've had to loan so many <laughs> in the EFL days. And the irony of it all is, when we really did well, is when we had a permanent goalkeeper that was ours. Yeah. Arthur Krujak. Marek Stec.
0: Oh yeah, of course. Sorry,
3: Steve Mildenhall. Wheelie. Oh, yes. Wheelie. They were all ours. That's the first thing you need, I think, to build a good winning side is a keeper that's yours for
1: Well we had a great number two with Collis as well, didn't we? Mm. We could do one of those right now, couldn't we, Ben?
3: M- well, maybe we do. And <laughs> another we'll great find... collis. We'll find out on Sunday. Um Tuppence. Uh did you ever own the special edition Sabutio set released circa nineteen ninety three? And Mate. he doesn't know what Sabutio is.
2: The baby-faced assassin here is going to say, "Oh, what's Sabutio?" I only remember <laughs> Sega Mega Drive. That's like my <laughs> earliest memory. <laughs> no, I didn't have Sabutio. Had Sabutio, I think. I don't think I had the Yeovil special edition. Right,
0: I've, I've I've been triggered of a of a memory now. Hang on, about Terry Skiverton or was it Darren Way? One of the managers was asked about Yeovil being either a big club or an attractive club or something. At some point, I'm going to have to find it. I'll find it and we can tweet the link out. Um, But he said, of course, we're a big club. We're the only non-league side they made Sabutio for and left it as that. (laughs) That's that's, that's what that meant. That's what that question, that's what memory that question is dragged up for you there. No, I didn't have the set either. I was five. Don't be silly.
1: I'll keep quiet.
3: <laughs> <laughs> uh, in the style of Roy of the Rovers what would the title of this year's annual be called if the story was about YTFC So this year's annual that's from Rich Wilcox Smith
0: it would just be the, the front cover would just be a picture of the Antonio Conte just one <laughs> normal day of the Oval
3: Town please that's all I want <laughs> Roy of the Rovers and the lost owner <laughs> 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 the mystery of the lost. Yeah, team. who's in charge here? <laughs> Can the I speak Oval to Town the manager, and the please? Novel <laughs> Town on the
0: one-way ticket to Turkey.
3: <laughs> uh Okay, we'll move on from that. We've talked Simon. We've talked about Max Evans. Hopefully, we've answered your question. Gareth Aspinall asks: favorite Christmas snack, Christmas football highlight, and which cracker would you like to see YTFC bring into the squad? in the new year and we've updated the listers on Ben's cider glazed well, cider glazed ham rather than spam oh, favourite <laughs> favourite Christmas snack, everyone go Dave, you first Stollen Bites you ever tried them, Stollen like German
2: paste, you know I've never tried them before, never even heard of them before Just <laughs> your mum brought them up Yeah, they go down, and I give them uh... a 6 out of 7
3: and now they're your favourite. First time yep. ever. Wow.
2: Yep. Dol and Bites. Prison straight to the top. Okay.
3: <laughs> Elliot.
1: <laughs> Playing games here.
2: Next. Oh. gone
3: Perkins. Sue, you. Go. Oh, I've gone for Elliot. I said Elliot. Right.
1: I've eaten so much over Christmas that I just can't even decide which my favourite's been, <laughs> to be honest. I'm not sure <laughs> this you? kind of on-the-fencery is exactly That is feasible. very much on-the-fencery. <laughs> struggling to think of all the things I've eaten.
3: Do you know what I love? A really high quality tin of shortbread that you can only seem to get, you know, you only seem to get them at Christmas. You know, they've got all the festive. I'm looking at one right now, like screaming at me. Um, Yeah. Great shortbread. I'm partial to a Danish biscuit tin. Okay.
0: Yeah, big fan. And a labuchin. You heard of a labuchin? You can find it like it's a European. I've heard of a
3: capuchin. No,
0: it's not a monkey um it's a labution or labukan <laughs> it is like um an eastern european um i don't know what you call it almost cakey biscuity thing d bloody beautiful <laughs> d beautiful d beautiful
1: <laughs> i had some lint hazelnut chocolates that were out of this world
0: as well oh, nice. yeah like
3: anything hazelnut's good
1: mouth. yeah lint as well lint chocolate isn't correct
3: okay christmas football highlight
2: can you count the FA Trophy game as Christmas? That was what? Mm, no. No. Well, then there isn't one, is there? Because yeah, our, our footballing Christmas has been getting spanked 3-0 at Torquay.
3: Yeah, there hasn't Can't been be a one highlight. Yet. No. Uh, which cracker would you like to see y t s e bring into the squad? A Jacob's cream one. <laughs> Very good. There we go.
2: Talking Cheese and biscuits there. How about a fully fit Joshua Neufeld? Oh. If such a thing exists.
0: Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And DF and, and and a Lawson DF. Um, yeah. For, yeah. Yeah.
2: A fit. Yeah, fit
0: firing DF. Fit firing Neufeld. Do you and think Lawson we'll Wakefield. see a
1: fit firing Lawson DF ever
0: again? God, I hope so.
3: I really hope so. I don't a want Courtney to. Courtney Jeffers. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be good. I wouldn't want to introduce Diath into our squad right now with suspensions and, you know, having to bring him in because, shit, we need someone to play. I'd like to have him come in when things are a little bit more comfortable if we were to have him back in and not risk, you know, look what happened to him last year. And that was because we had no one else and he wanted to play and we had to play. So... We've yeah. obviously
1: kept him around the place for a reason. We have plans for him. You don't keep a player who's pretty injured, out of contract, around the place, presumably paying for a treatment, might even have some kind of contract with us. I don't really know. But you don't keep him around the place for no reason. There's a future at the for Lawson DF, And on yeah. his day, Lawson DF's too good for the conference, too good for League Two on his day. He's unbelievable. Um, it's just his day has been so view and far between because of injury that we probably haven't seen the best of him since he's been there. Could we see it? I'd like to hope so, but it's going to have to be a steady recovery because he's had a long time out of football, hasn't he? Yeah.
3: Yeah.
0: I can tell you okay. that the uh, BBC co-commentary gig doesn't pay very well either. <laughs> so he, ain't, he, ain't, he ain't making his fortune with his side hustle, so... Yeah. <laughs>
1: I did have a Christmas highlight though, which was Wilkinson and Staunton snarling in the talkie player's face. <laughs> <laughs> then Wilkinson walking off laughing, and obviously I was cheering that. Um, that, was, that was the only highlight I could pick out of that game.
3: Fair. I mean, I saw Adi Yusuf going into Marks and Spencer's this week. Can that be a <bit> highlight? <laughs> uh,
2: what, what's he tell us about your almost uh, brush with fame this oh, evening?
1: Oh, yeah. Well, I. I could have got an answer to what had happened. I was out for a walk earlier, and I saw in the distance. Grant Smith was getting into his car. If I'd been a minute earlier, I would have said, hey, Grant, I'm on the pod tonight. What happened <laughs> at the weekend? And we could have got the lowdown. So if I find out, I'll, I'll, if I see him around the place, I'll, uh, I'll ask.
3: I like that all you'd have had to said was the pod, and he'd have Either and then he
2: sworn in your face and driven off. <laughs> what you
3: should have done is ran up to him with a yellow card and then ran away. <laughs> <laughs> He'd know the pot And Clevo, we'll finish off with this question from Clevo. What are your let's finish with what are your highlights? We're not going to talk about the lowlights because that's all of it grim. Uh highlights of the year and what do we foresee twenty twenty going for YTFC? The crystal ball. Or <laughs> All four of them. There we go. We're going to win the FA Cup. For those who don't know, the conference, the FA Cup, sorry, the National League, um, <laughs> FA Cup, FA Trophy and the Somerset Premier Cup. Going to Ben, what's your highlight?
0: Um, if I'm allowed to be just a bit personal, the Wrexham game was a big day for me personally, uh, professionally and what a performance from the lads. That was a performance that made me fall in love with this lot all, all over again. And um, yeah, there wasn't a lot to, to love about last season. So it, it does come from this season. Stockport was potentially a one-off performance of amazing. Wrexham for me was, Jesus, actually this lot are good. <laughs> so for me, it was Wrexham and all it did for me personally and all it did for for the group that we've got at the moment. And 2022, yeah, quadruple Silla. Elliot.
1: I Think the year started really well, didn't it? We weren't there unfortunately, but we actually all but ended Torquay's hopes of promotions. They fell to pieces after that, didn't they? And then they lost out in the playoff final. So I think that was a cracking start to the year. Games we've been at, they can't really beat that Tuesday night down Weymouth when we beat them on penalties. Um, if you're going to win a tie, if you're going to make it hard, win it in a real crap penalty shoot out <laughs> where you give them every chance possible to uh to win the game. Yeah, I think I think that was probably that was probably a highlight for me going to hold a shot as well and beating them there. And like Ben said, I didn't have high hopes for this team at the start of the season, but actually they've they've done well so far. They've fallen in love with this
3: again as well. <laughs>
0: Any um... and that's what and that's what will hurt quite as much at the end of the season, won't it? Yeah, definitely. The kills you.
3: What's your crystal ball telling you, Elliot?
1: I think we're going to go all the way in the trophy.
3: Yeah,
1: I think we are going to go all the way in the trophy. Definitely.
3: That'll be fun. Coatsy highlight. What is Uh, in your crystal ball? (laughs)
2: <laughs> right, you, you, I know you're already trying to predict what's in my crystal ball, aren't you? But the um, uh, I just said the winner at Stockport just because it was so unexpected. Because you know, yeah, okay, so you can win an older shot and things like that. But but Stockport were a very 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 good side, um, and we just knocked him knocked him out of the park. But then when what's he said that about Weymouth? Obviously, I wasn't there, but watching those head those. Um, earphones come off that steward's head when Tom Knowles' penalty <laughs> smacked him on the suite. That was, um, that was quite amusing as well. And in my crystal ball, uh, I think for, in terms of the league, I still don't think we've got a squad that's good enough to get in the playoffs. I think we'll finish outside the playoffs. But I have written here, finalists in the trophy and win the SPC. So, yeah, But I say finalists in the trophy. I think we'll get to the final, whether we win it or not. Obviously, depends who we're playing, doesn't it? But I, I could see us doing that. But the silverware is definitely the SPC. And that's the one we're all interested in, obviously. That's the big one. Ben
0: Gianni to score in the final. And <laughs> <laughs> Ben to run on the pitch. Which final? <laughs> um, Ian, you can, have, you can have both an on-the-pitch
3: crystal ball and an off-the-pitch crystal ball if you want. <laughs> <isn't it? laughs> My highlight is just being able to go back to watch football games again. Mm. Yeah. Take that, um, granted, think... take that for granted, do we? I think... You know, Hewish Park is not the nicest place to go, but it's my not nice place to go. (laughs) It's our not nice place to go and to not be able to go there for so long and then to finally get there at the end of last season and go consistently this season is just... I don't know, you didn't really... It's definitely, you know, that cliche of you don't know what you got till it's gone, but, you know, it's... You know, it's been great to be back watching football, and I don't think I'll ever take for granted being able to go and sit in my seat and watch Oval Town again, really, because it's yeah, it was quite depressing to not go. Um, so yeah, that's been a highlight. And in the Crystal Ball, well, we've we're still on. What day are we on now of Scott Priestman's deadline? Uh, we must seven be... plus
2: twenty-two, <laughs> treble figures, nearly now. <clears throat>
3: Yeah, we know. Well, we assume that Simmel are still working on things. They've not come out since Julian Jenkins's tweet. So the crystal ball says something's going to happen, surely. Something needs to happen.
1: I know it's between Christmas and New Year, but that was a long seven days, wasn't it? That was a long seven day deadline. <laughs> I bet, I bet <laughs> it's Christmas this Bind Day. It's Tuesday or Sunday. Yeah, I bet it has missed Bind Day, definitely, more than once. <laughs>
2: it's almost like it was a load of old shite his his (laughs) deadline, almost
3: (laughs) I bet he don't even do bin day himself
1: (laughs) (laughs) telling me he's got the money to pay someone to do it because I don't think
3: so
0: (laughs) he does do bin days he just does someone else's bin
3: days (laughs) (laughs) right lads thank you very much for your time and I'd just like to say a big thank you to everyone who has been listening to us this year and reading the website and sending us messages and everything. uh, It's all been massively appreciated by myself and by Ben and Dave. Uh, We're going to carry on the hard work. Sorry, lads. (laughs) We've got to do it next year as well. Um, And we'll keep bringing you Town stuff even more this year, I suppose. Ian, can we say thank you to you as well? No. (laughs) Because...
0: because Dave and I wouldn't have bothered to do any of this if it weren't for you mate so thank you to you as well for 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 busting the whip and and yeah doing all All of the uh doing everything for us because this is your brainchild this is your this is your baby this was your thing of no let's get a daily blog no let's get all the science space no let's get all the photos no let's do all this and we're just the minions we're just the we're just the, the
3: wrenches. You are the monkey. We are the wrenches. So, you are um, more than minions. And I refuse to accept your thanks. Well, I appreciate it. That, no, that no. is the
2: spirit of the season boy, isn't it? You can stick your thank you. <laughs>
3: <laughs> no,
0: but seriously, thank you to everyone who does. Still listen. It's still baffling. It's absolutely baffling that people still listen, lads. Can you all stop and we can all just pretend this has all gone, gone away? Um, So thank you. I I do appreciate it. It keeps me going, if nothing else. And I'm not grateful at
2: all.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Cheers, everyone. See you in the new year.
2: Happy new year. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Glovers Cast Quiz. We are joined once again by our reigning champion, Mr. Craig McCann. Craig. Another good uh, evening. Oh. How are you doing? Do you have a good Christmas?
3: Yeah, very good, thank you.
2: Good stuff. And his challenger in the uh, well, you can pick red or blue corner, whichever you prefer. The northeast corner, I understand, is uh, is Indeed. Robin Batchelor.
3: Hi guys. Thanks very much for having me on. Uh <laughs> yeah, representing the the Northeast Glovers. I think there's there's only one other, so. Yeah, I'm taking the title as principal spokesperson, I think.
2: Principal spokesperson. That's a smaller uh, contingent of um, of supporters in the northern glovers. We try, you know, try to be inclusive between the northwest and Yorkshire in the northeast. I'm not sure where Yorkshire fits in all that, to be honest with you, but somewhere in the middle. But um, right, okay. Well, welcome Robin. We'll um we will get underway then with our uh, our three Former Yeovil Town players, and the theme for tonight is uh, "Final Match Heroes." These three are all players who have scored in a final match of a Yeovil Town season. Now, Robin, you told me that your your time in Yeovil began around two thousand and seven. Am I right?
3: Uh That is right. Yeah, I think I did one in about oh five oh six. Okay, and then, we yeah, expecting to remember from one from game. Yes, from it was, from that uh,
2: long ago. Yeah. Right, okay. So I've tried to keep it within that range. So there's a there's another little clue for you. Right, okay. So here we go. I was born in Enfield in North London in September 1990 and joined the youth team at Tottenham Hotspur as a 16-year-old. I was top scorer in Spurs Academy with 14 goals in 26 matches in a 2007-08 season and made my first team debut in a UEFA Cup tie against NEC Nijmegen in 2008 and played, uh, played a game in the same competition against Shakhtar the next, earning myself a new contract. John is that? Oh, it was John beaker? He got there. Was that what you're gonna say, Robin? I was going in Andros
0: Townsend. So uh, the other, well, other third loan contingent. Well, yeah. I was
2: gonna I was gonna go. The next line was March 2009. I was brought into Hewish Park as an 18-year-old alongside a winger called Andros Townsend. So that would have given it away, wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Right, okay. 1-0. Can you remember when, uh, when a beaker scored, final game of the season? You'll be doing well if you do. Oh, I
1: can't
2: remember. It was a game. 2011 against Carlisle on the final mm. game of the 2010-11 season. Okay, right. So 1-0 to Craig. Here's a second one. I was born in Blythe in May 1992 and grew up supporting Newcastle United, where Alan Shearer was my idol. I made it through the youth setup at St. James's Park, but was released at the age of 11 and played youth football before being spotted by a scout for Darlington whilst playing for Blythe Spartans. I made my debut for Darlington, then a League Two club at the age of 18 with financial issues off the pitch, ravaging the club's playing staff, and we were eventually relegated out the league. My performances in the conference quickly earned attention of the Premier League, and I ended up joining Fulham for a reported £350,000 fee at the end of the 2010 11 season. Spent my first year in the club's reserve. In September 2012, I joined Yeovil Town on a month. Youth loan deal, making my debut in a game at Preston North End, where I scored scored an own goal in the 86th minute, and went on to score my first senior goal a minute later. Despite that, I became a regular in Gary Johnson's side, playing alongside Byron Webster in the heart of defence. I Dan got my myself- Dan Byrne is the right answer. Yes, we we don't need to guess which game, final game of the season, he scored in, do we? Or was it James Hater? Ah, right. <laughs> Not James eight <laughs> uh, tonight. I was gonna I was gonna say when it got Newcastle, I was expecting you to jump straight in there with you know northeast connections and all of that. I
3: was right. thinking Ben Tozer had a spell but uh, Newcastle at some point, but the prize was a bit of a giveaway. Ke- Kevin yeah.
2: Gould did as well, didn't yeah. we? We had him we had him the other week though, I think Kevin Gould. but yeah. Right, okay, so one all final contender. I was born in Bishop's Dortford in June 1986 and was a revelation in the youth team at Ipswich Town, where I was in the academy. I made my first team debut as a 16-year-old in March 2003, coming off the bench in an East Anglia derby against Norwich. Watson. Not Ed Opson, but that is a good shout. Right, that keeps you out for the, for the next paragraph. I'll call you back in, Craig. Um, which track to boys 1-2-0. The following season, I became the youngest player to score a hat-trick with a treble in a 4-1 home win over Watford, where I was paired alongside Darren Bent. Okay, Craig, go back in.
3: We're the gonna say is something? That's, yeah.
2: It is Dean yeah. It's Dean bowditch You're absolutely right. Dean bowditch is the correct answer. Blimey. Right, okay. So we've got a we've got a new champion who's uh, who, who's won the very popular yeovil Town. Who am I? <laughs> variation of this quiz. And now. Just because it's the uh, uh, coming to the end of the year and into a new one, I'm going to change it up. So from next week, from uh, the t- in the 20- 2022 uh, quizzes, we will be doing something that's a little bit more trivia based, and with the help of our historical oracle, Mister mm-hmm. uh, Nigel Dyson, we're going to be coming up with some Yeovil Town questions, some of which. Might date back beyond 2007, but some of which uh, probably will be very much within 2007. So, Robin, we will see you back here next Thursday. Keep the diary free, and uh, we'll uh, we'll we'll give that a go and see if we can find a competitor to take you on. Craig, hard hard knocks, run. but good work. That was that was three wins, wasn't it? We, uh, we yeah. count of the one over cleverly as a half. So. Yeah, exactly. We'll call it two and a half then, as one of them was against Cleves, Yeah, well, radio. Okay, gents. Well, happy New Year to you both, and we will. Uh, yeah, speak to you next week, Robin.
0: And with a quick turn, skipper Alex Dock slams it in. There's
3: Lindergard making Forrest back pedal. Davis looking to help it into the path of Morris, expanding by the
0: deflection, it's Aaron Davis. he could win it, he probably has won it for Yeovil. Oh, and it's an opening goal, what a start, Madden, after just six minutes, gives Yeovil the lead. Stansfield, good turn away from Trott, goal!
2: All made right here in the USA, with a quality you'll have to feel to believe. Be a gift-giving giant this holiday season at American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order when you
0: use code GRATEFULAG23. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com, promo code GRATEFULAG23.
3: ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend.